All right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Stone Mountain 64. This is the Fireside Gaming Podcast, and it is currently February 22nd, 2019. And damn, you guys dropped a lot of questions for me. And also, I kind of missed last week because Anthem came out, and I spent that morning completely... uh, hyped on it i actually thought it was coming out the day before so i was like waiting for it and then it wasn't until the next day i realized and i kind of got confused i didn't even realize that it was friday some of you guys even watched that stream one when i realized in real time that it was friday and i missed the doing the podcast (laughs) fun times but we're back i don't know how this week has already flown by so fast you know what dude it, it is literally apex it is crazy how much it's kind of taken over myself as well as so many other uh everybody dude it's crazy the game just is just still crushing it this is not like what we saw when um you know realm or uh radical heights or some of these other game games came out where it was literally a giant spike but then it just immediately faded everybody went back to what they were playing at this point a lot of people have gone back to whatever they enjoyed if they didn't end up liking uh apex which is dope you know i i don't think this game is for everybody by any means i think a lot of people that play PUBG are still not going to be which is a lot of my audience is not going to be necessarily interested in chase switching over and now playing apex instead i think there's definitely going to be some crossover there but same thing with fortnite i mean we're seeing people starting to go back but this game is really holding its own um in terms of the the player count they went up to 25 million players in this game I mean, I don't know how much of that's retained or where it's at now. I'm hoping they do another update so we can see where it's where it's at and where it's adjusted to. Personally, I feel like it's even bigger and like it's still growing. I don't know. I definitely like I did some top t- top 10 tips videos that in the beginning hit so th- I, my first video that I did literally has 2 million views on YouTube, which is one of my all-time biggest videos that I've ever done. Uh, Not my biggest, but one of my biggest. And that is just sheerly due to how many people who are interested in this game. My more recent tip videos, not as well. Also, partly, I think there's there's a lot more people competing in that space now. You know, you see a two male view video, you're going to start hopping in that space, you know. But uh, (laughs) uh, there's quite a bit that's actually developed specifically in the game that I'm going to talk a bit about today. I know not everybody's super into the game, but this is... You know, the nature of the podcast, I want to keep this just organic with whatever my content is, stuff that we talk about in the streams, as well as just what's uh, what I'm playing and whatnot. So it's going to be a little it's going to be a little catered more towards that than just like a general anything topic. But the meta is developing in this game. Uh, I don't know how close you guys have been following it, but this it's that's basically if you don't like the meta in a game is like, what's the what's the best stuff to use? What's everybody else doing that you can base your strategies off of? Right. There's a couple things I wanted to talk about briefly to start. There's two things in this game that are a little dodgy right now. One of them is the really dodgy one. I was talking a little bit about it yesterday in the stream is the uh, double pump shotgun, which is double pump is just a phrase that comes from Fortnite initially because that was like this revolutionary thing where everybody would you would carry two pump shotguns and switch between them very quickly uh, to essentially avoid having to wait for the actual duration that it takes to repump the gun that has this insanely powerful blast. Apex has a way to do this, but it's only with one gun, which is why I think it's a little different. And I've been kind of wrestling. I, I don't know how I really feel about it completely yet. I'll give you some of what I'm currently thinking about it, but the premise is you shoot, hit, hit. Okay. You shoot, hit the reload button, switch weapons, switch back weapons, and it basically, you don't have to wait for the full lever action to take place. You can just shoot again. You can shoot faster than what a regular gun goes. And it's been in the game, actually, since the day the game launched. It's just, over these past few days, been gaining a lot more traction as more people have been talking about it. And uh, that's why I just heard about it yesterday. People have been doing it for since the game launched, though. And it's not super reliable unless you really, really practice it a lot. And I, I practice it a little bit more just to see what it was like. And you can get it down. You could easily get this down. You could get, you could 
even hot, change the keys, especially on PC, to exactly what you want to do and take advantage of it. Personally, I think this should be removed from the game. I think it's definitely... I, I feel like, at least, this is a definite bug that should be removed from the game. It lets you shoot the guns faster than they should be. That's just not the design of the gun. I heard a couple of people basically saying they think it's cool because it's it's another skill gap type thing. You can spend some time to learn and practice this hard me mechanic in order to switch the gun and get an advantage on people because of that practice. Personally, I'm not a not a big fan of it. I would rather it just be gone. That one in particular. Now, there's another thing that's pretty common, and this is actually super common in the Source Engine, which is what this game was made in, which is bunny hopping. Bunny hopping is essentially a way to let you go faster than just running speed. When you're strafing, that is, you're jumping to the side, you actually move faster than just jumping and going straight forward. You're going slightly to an angle. And what you can do is jump and angle yourself so that you continually, you just continually swerve left and right. So you're strafing, going forward, but you're strafing left and right and turning yourself so that you just keep S-patterning, patterning basically and you actually move faster forwards by doing that rather than just running it's a little different in apex because there's a way to actually slide in the game that actually increases your movement speed that's faster than doing this pattern this bunny hopping strategy it's something that you see in counter-strike for example that's in the same engine this is obviously this is a heavily modified version of counter-strike like they created their own thing for it. and i don't really even know completely everything that goes into it this is just my understanding of it but basically, you can take advantage of this aspect by, like, curving yourself and flying your ass way, the, like, way... It's it's not, like, incredibly faster, but it is faster that will give you an advantage. It's, I don't know, maybe, like, 10% faster or something, but it can help. The way that it's used in this game, though, and what I've been practicing, is when you're healing, you can use this bunny hop method to use the slide basically when you're sliding you can chain with the bunny hop to can to maintain your speed while you're healing you can go full speed i'm still running basically full speed not full slide speed but just a basic running speed um while i'm taking my heal which gives you a big advantage because you don't you know typically if you take a heal in this game it actually slows your moment it slows how fast you move So, this one, I'm a little, I actually feel differently on. First of all, I don't know if there's actually how they would fix this one, because it seems like it's just a staple in this engine. It's something that's, to my knowledge, still in Counter-Strike to this day. It's a skill that people have used in, in it for a long time. I could be wrong on that. Maybe it's something they ended up patching. I don't know if they're going to decide to patch it on this one. This one... Out of the, the double pump to me feels like it's too big of an advantage because you're shooting the gun faster than it's intended. That's going to kill somebody way faster than intention. It just shatters the time to kill. In this case, it's not speeding up how fast you heal. It's just going to make you a harder target to hit, and it's very difficult to pull off. I don't know. I, I, feel, like that's, I feel like that's fine. If they decided to patch it, I'd be fine with it. I, I really wouldn't care. But I'm down with them keeping the bunny hop in the game. And uh, it's been a lot of fun for me to practice and try, and try and master. And I feel like a badass whenever I do successfully pull it off. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I think that's cool. Although most of the chat is usually like, what, what is happening? What, the, what do you mean B-hop? What is this? So hopefully maybe... Maybe more people will listen to this and at least better get a better understanding of that right now. The uh, more hotly contested topics, though, of you know, not too many people know about those two things. At least right as of right now, there's a very small portion of the audience or of the community that is actually using the bunny hop method or even the double pump method. But it, it's it's kind of growing. The bigger issue is obviously kind of your weapon balance and class balance. That's always a hotly contested item, especially for a game that has classes like this. This is something that's just inevitably inevitably going to happen. 
Uh, one of my most common questions so far has been what my favorite class is. What's my top three picks? What are the th three that I hate the most? And I think I'm going to do a full video talking about this more, kind of like I did with the tips videos and going deeper on it. Uh, I'm not completely sure yet because I feel like I don't really have enough to say on a full thing quite yet. But my initial favorites are Lifeline, Bangalore, and uh, Wraith. Wraith has easily become my favorite. When it first came out, she was my least favorite. And I've com I've completely 180'd on her. I think she's one of my favorite classes by far now. She has the ability to just completely, it's just a win or a stay alive button. It does take like a second to cast, but you go to a different dimension. You could stay alive a little longer. The portal has a super fast cooldown. And I didn't think it would really be that valuable knowing when people are looking at you. But man, when you are looting and you get that alert of somebody looking at you, it is great to just be able to run and not, not get headshot to initiate the fight. I notice it more and more now when I'm playing other classes that I'm just sitting there looting for too long. And I end up getting opened on while I'm in the menu. I'm struggling. Like I'm trying to hit escape or tab or something. And I'm panicking, trying to get out of the menu so I can start running. And I just feel way more cool with Wraith on board. The other three things about those three characters are they are the smallest. I talked a lot about this in my top my third top tip top 10 tips video that I did, which is the size of the character and how freaking important that is. That's basically what my entire decision is based off of this. When you have guns like the wingman, which I'll get to in a second in the game, that is just going to be devastating the, <laughs> the game. And uh, there's no penalty to, to hitting somebody in the arm or the hand. And you have a gigantic hitbox. You're going to get owned. You're just, you're, there's no way that you win that, that situation. And Wraith, Lifeline in particular, very, very small character, extremely difficult to hit. The same thing, that's why Bangalore is so, so powerful right now, is that she gets a speed boost whenever you shoot at her, and even if the bullet doesn't hit, you get that speed boost. This is something I talked about last time, too. We're seeing that, I feel at least, even more of an issue still like this is a, this i think this issue is still there it's still growing even because people are getting even better with these characters they're getting better at dodging and staying mobile that 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 passive ability of being able to just have a super small hitbox and fly around the map so quickly and be a difficult shot to hit with the wingman or a sniper or anything like if i'm sniping and i see a bangalore i just say for, i'm not even gonna, i'm not even going to shoot because if i'm even if i'm hit they're gonna, she's going to get the speed boost I'm not going to one-shot her unless I have a Kraber, which is extremely rare to get. At that point, I probably would take the shot. But uh, otherwise, I'd rather just close distance with a with an SMG or a shotgun and try and get close and just pummel her down that way. And, you know, not aim down sight, just hip fire the whole thing and try and find her that way. She's very difficult to kill. So those are my three favorites to use as well as my least three favorites to fight against. My three least favorite, though, I would say is uh, Gibraltar. I talk about him all the time on streams. If you guys, if I see Gibraltar, I'm just like, all right, sick. This is going to be an easy fight. But he's so big. I can use a sniper on him. I can bring my wingman out and just hip fire. I don't even need an ADS with the wingman. Just bow, 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 bow. Hit every shot. He's dead. SMG. It's great when every shot of an SMG mag hits. That happens every time on a Gibraltar. So it's great. He's he's a really easy guy to kill. And in my opinion, what needs to happen... So the other one's Caustic. He also has a gigantic hitbox. Pathfinder's kind of in that same category. He's really big. I'm also down to fight a blood Bloodhound too. Unless... once The, the difference is, though, Bloodhound... In terms of my... These are my least favorite category. The reason thing like makes Bloodhound a bit better is his ultimate. He moves so fast when he has his ultimate popped that... Uh, it's very beneficial. The counter to that is everybody's going to know exactly where you are when you pop your ultimate because there's an audio cue with it. But that's why he's not he's not in my bottom three. I think I'd rather have Pathfinder in the bottom three. He's got good mobility, but I mean, put him on a zip line. Thank you. Easiest kill in the world. It's the biggest mistake to jump on a zip line if somebody's shooting at you. Or take the balloon zip line up. It's such it's such an easy shot because you can predict exactly where they're gonna go. It's such an easy shot. He's the greatest to fight. Um, or you know, it's a little more difficult if he uses his uh, grappling hook. 
and there's some great plays you can make. I, I think Pathfinder, I put him low, but that's because so many people I think are bad with playing with him. If you are going up against a good Pathfinder, it's a different question. I think that puts him at a different tier. It's just 95% of the people that play Pathfinder are not that good with him, and they're a very easy kill. That's how I kind of see it right now. Um, the wingman, though. I, I, I got to talk about this today. This gun is becoming more and more. I'm seeing more and more. I even saw some tweets on my feed this morning of people saying, this, this has got to be nerfed. It's got to be nerfed. And I, I may be coming around a bit more in agreeing with this. Personally, I kind of like having this powerful pistol in the game. Like I never, I never use pistols in video games ever. And the fact that this thing is so powerful is just kind of fun. Like I love picking it up. I love using it. It's not, you know, if you're not an insane shot, it's not going to be super great. My shot's pretty good, but it's not perfect. So I don't get away with everything on it. But the people that are super perfect shots it's it's just bonkers it's just too good um the gun has no bullet drop off so that means that if you shoot somebody across the map or point blank you're gonna hit 45s you can shoot incredibly fast it's better uh, up close you're not gonna hit tens with it like you would with a shotgun because even if you just clip them in the side of the arm like a gibraltar you just you're up close to him you hit him in the just the side of the arm barely 45 and the headshot as well as the headshot multiplier from the um, uh, hop-up attachment you could put on it, it just devastates, dude. It's just, it's so powerful. It shoots incredibly fast. It has no recoil. People say that, you know, the recoil is too hard to manage. If you are aimed down sight with it, the recoil pattern is literally the first shot goes out. It, because the thing is, if you saw from my other tips video that I did, all the recoil is always the same in this game. Every single recoil pattern is the exact same. Every time you shoot the gun, it's the exact same. Go into a test, go into training, and try it. It's always the exact same. Um, the only thing that changes it, obviously, a little bit, is going to be the attachments you put on that decrease the recoil, literally making it easier. So that's why guns like the 301 Carbine is so easy to control, especially on PC. I see so many people messaging saying, oh, wow, there's no recoil on PC. There is, but you can learn how to counter it and dominate with people. That's why it's so, it's great. It's not that there's no recoil. There's quite a bit of recoil. Eh, maybe not quite a bit, but some of the guns have a little bit more recoil than others, and it's learnable to counter. Anyways, the recoil pattern for the wingman is literally first shot goes exactly where you put it. Second shot goes a little bit, a little bit up to the right. Every other shot goes the exact same spot where that second one went. It's always the exact same. Um, the, the hardest part is just finding the target and keeping them on when you're spam clicking it. So at least that's what, from my own testing, that's what I saw. And from everything I've seen, it's just, it's just perfect, 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 perfect. They either need to change the recoil as you're shooting it, so it's more difficult to chain those very fast shots together. In my opinion, this is what should be changed. Or... They need to make it so there's, this is what I was talking to Acolyte, buddy that I play with all the time. He was, saying, he was saying that they need to make it so the gun has fall-off damage. So after like 50 meters, 100 meters, the bullets are going to do less damage. I personally like the fact that there's no fall-off on guns in this game. It just makes it that much easier to not have to deal with like how much damage am I going to do. Now I got to think, okay, well, how much damage was that? Because I also hit a headshot they might have a helmet reducing damage by 50%. Like, I don't know. I don't know if that's the direction. I think that's a great way to balance it. Um, or you could also just decrease the shoot. There's something else I was reading. of just decreasing the shooting speed. So this is ultimately like, it's going to be up to the developers to figure out how they want to balance it. But it is uh, an outstandingly powerful gun right now, especially the, the final point of why it's so powerful is because you can literally just hip fire with it. And it is first shot accurate. You could be a mile. You could be so far away, literally go into training. You can try this. The very back target, you can hip fire. It'll go to the middle of where the crosshairs are every time for your first shot. And how fast you can get the first shot accuracy is very fast because 
As soon as you take that shot, the crosshairs will expand, and then they'll come back in. As soon as they come back in, you can take that next shot, and it's literally like pow, 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 pow. Full speed is like pow, 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 pow. This is, it, it, it's so, it's barely any slower, and you're 100% accurate from hip fire. And when you're hip firing, you don't get the gun blocking your screen. When you're aimed down sight, it blocks part of your screen, right? So you can't get full visibility. The gun kicks up, it blocks part of it. When it's hip fire, you can have full visibility. So that's what you see some of these really top tier players doing. Maybe they have an aim point in the middle of their screen so they know where it is always. Maybe they just have a good general sense of where the middle of the gun is. That's typically what I've been doing. But it's it's incredibly powerful. Um, so anyways, that's been from everything I've seen in the community and from my own experience, what is arguably the most powerful gun in the game right now uh, because of those reasons. And, you know, we'll see We'll see what they decide to change on it. There's other guns that people think are powerful, but, I, you know, overall, I'm pretty impressed with what they've done with the game in terms of uh, keeping it relatively balanced. There's a lot of guns that I'll pick up. I'm like, ooh, this gun's really good. They did also, I, I wasn't going to mention, I wasn't going to talk about this, but they did also introduce the Havoc, which was a new gun. It feels like that was a gun that was already supposed to be in there. And they were just like, ah, let's just, uh, let's just hold this one back. You know, let's just wait, well, let's just wait a week or two and then we'll, we'll drop this one on. You know, it was already ready to go, I bet you. And they were just waiting to, waiting to drop it, which I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's kind of fun. You know, you could get, we get to play the game without that gun in the meta and then we get to play it in it. But like they already had attachments and everything set for it. Guns like the, um, uh, or the turbocharger attachment literally only works on one gun before didn't really make sense now it fits on two so that's good i like the fact of what they've done with this gun which is it's a new energy assault rifle if you haven't seen it yet uh that takes the same rounds as the energy ammo that the triple take and the devotion do so the thing is though this gun has had uh it's not it's not really the best but it's a fun one to use and one of the things that they made about it is that you can take it can take multiple attachments. So it takes the select fire attachment, but it can also take the turbocharger attachment, which I think is super awesome. And it lets those attachments that I just keep finding everywhere. This is another complaint I've seen people say about this game. It's just there's there's attachments everywhere, but there's just not enough guns. And I think it's kind of okay. I, I haven't really noticed anything too bad about it yet, but uh, the... The fact that those atta those attachments in particular are the most annoying because, like, I see select fire, I don't pick it up because I'm not going to use the Prowler, that SMG that takes it. And now that it can kind of attach onto multiple guns, I love that. So I'm hoping that they do that with even more of the guns. Like, if I could put a turbocharger even on one of the other assault rifles, I think, and maybe it just busted the gun up and did something really crazy or unique with it. Like, maybe it turns a full-auto gun into a 10-round burst gun I just... I don't know. Maybe it does something crazy like that. That would be a ton of fun. And it would make it so we could use those attachments more. I would really be down. Um, but like I said at the beginning of this, the thing that delayed or the reason why I didn't do the podcast last week was because Anthem came out, which is actually full releasing today as I'm uh, recording this. It's going to be coming out on PlayStation finally, as well as all the other platforms can now get it. I have not completed it yet. I did about a four-hour stream that first day that it came out. We got to play up until the point that the demo came out. The intro scenes were super dope. The cinematics were awesome. The story was really interesting. I was personally really enjoying it, uh, but I haven't played through it yet. I've heard a lot of mixed things about it, and at this point, I'm kind of... Uh, I don't know. I'm, gonna keep, I'm probably going to keep playing through it. I've heard a lot. Of, I recommend, like, if you're really looking for a review on games, just look up Wait for them to come out. Wait for people to play through it, especially like the end game. I don't even know what the end game is going to consist of this. So that's what I'm kind of waiting even to see. Like, well, let's see what other people say about it. Let's see how the end game is, how how, how much it is, or how fun it is. Um, what's kind of cool is that, obviously, this is no DLC, like no paid DLC or anything with it. It's all just going to be live service. It's going to be updated. I don't know what's going to be coming of it. Uh, in particular, I haven't really been following it very much, but... I enjoyed the beginning of it. I also don't really play that many single-player games or co-op games. I was playing with some uh, some buds on it, and we had a good time playing through. Of course, you could say that about anything. You, you and some buds could play Connect 4 and have a super good time. So, you know, is that dependent on the game? I don't know. 
Uh, the, what I will say though is that there's been some mixed things said about it, but I've, uh, you know, there's some people that I've I've watched some reviews for that said they really didn't like it. Uh, there's definitely a lot of bugs in the game, first of all, but uh, you know, I've also been watching some of the streamers who are super into it and just like they they love how they love it. They are absolutely loving it. So it's been interesting in terms of myself playing it. We we might check it out a little bit more. I haven't really. Um, I just, it's hard to get away from Apex, man. <laughs> I, you, I, you heard me talk about it for the last 20 minutes. If you're still here, it's like literally, I'm just kind of like, I I just, this is my type of game right here. And the fact that my audience is like enjoying all the content for it too, it's like, it's that much better. You know, there's a lot of games that I've wanted to play over the years that just didn't resonate with my audience. And so I just kind of gave up on them. Like Overwatch, for example, that was one of my favorite games to play. I would play it off stream a bunch and I wanted to stream it. I wanted to play more of it, but it just, uh, I did videos on it. I did some casting videos on it. I was trying to incorporate it into my series, but it was just something that for whatever reason, didn't really take off. It's got a massive audience to it. I couldn't break through the algorithm, whatever it was, my content, whatever. So I just kind of moved on from it. So this is kind of like, it's almost kind of like Overwatch in a battle Royale, which is also a series that I got super into. So that's been, I mean, I've been, I just haven't been having too much fun. There's just, that's kind of like a crazy problem lately. Actually, there's just too much good content out. There's it's, and it's like, I don't know, dude. I, I think there's a ton of good content. I've really been enjoying it at least. Uh, but I wanted to get uh, over to some Q&A from the supporters. Got a ton of questions. I did answer quite a few of them in that kind of discussion there, which is good. I wanted to, you know, hit on some of them. There was some, though, that I uh, – some other questions that I wanted to hit on. So let's get into that. Caleb B. asked me, and I thought this also applied to Joshua H.'s question of am I ever going to do some events to do like fan meetups or what events am I going to this year? I don't have anything really planned out. These kind of, these kind of things for me are a little last minute whenever I plan it out. Um, it's typically, I don't just go to an event just to go to an event. I'll only go to one if there's really something that's like, it makes sense to go to where there's some type of sponsored event, content capture, something that I can benefit for the channel. I can't justify being like, hey, guys, I'm going to take a few days off and just go to this event, just hang out there. I need to be streaming. I need to be working on content. So, you know, unless there's something that coincides with that, I can make a cool thing out of it or whatever. I don't really go to go to them. Um, I don't. It's weird, too, like in terms of like me saying, like, hey, let's do a fan meetup in Portland. Maybe one day we'll do something like that, but it's just I don't I don't even know how many people are in like the Portland area or willing to do that to where it's like, yeah. There's just it's so global worldwide, baby. We're glo- global worldwide out here, you know, <laughs> but that's what like it's the it's a different thing because I get to hang out on streams all live with you guys anyways. And that's kind of what this podcast is, is like me hanging out. And, and this is kind of, this was almost like my solution to that is like, let's just hang out and chat. Let's just chat about whatever's going on. What questions you got? Like, that's what this is to me almost. Um, but I still do love meeting, love meeting people that like the content. I do that with like the custom type games too, a little bit. Like we'll try and like we did last week with the apex supporter games that we did. That was a bunch of fun, you know, just hanging out, just chatting about the game or whatever, getting a couple games in the, um, the experience, though, meeting people is super fun, though. And so, like, when I am at events, that's really just the best way to do it. If I go to uh, – <laughs> some people in chat saying, I'll, I'll go to Portland. Let's do it. Um, when I am at events, like at E3, that's pr- probably this year. I'll give you a probably. Probably I'm going to E3 this year, and maybe I'm going to Gamescom. I'm not sure. Maybe – PAX West, because that's up in Seattle. I'm up in the northwest of the United States. So those are the those are the maybes. And if I'm there, and if, if there's some type of event or something going on, if you go to that event afterwards, if you just come up to me, we can hang out, chat, whatevs. I, I've done that at, at everything that I've ever done. People have come up to me afterwards, and we'll chat and hang out, um, or before, or whatever. And I try and post out, like, like when I was at Gamescom, 
you know, I'm over at the Facebook booth. I'm going to be doing a stream at this time. You kind of have to stay like if I'm at an event that you're going to just turn on notifications from my posts for that from Twitter for that event, you know, and then I'll if I post something and I'm there, that's the best way to do it. Like, I'm sorry. This is not it's not like a great way to do it, but it's just not like I haven't really said anything up for it. But that's just, you know, if you are if you are ever interested, whatever, dude, I don't know. Kenny S asked me, uh, how do you improve your aim? Which I thought was a really it's a topic that we really haven't got into much on this podcast yet, but it's something that I talk about all the time because it's one of my most popular questions that people ask me. For those of you guys who don't know, up until about five years ago or so, I was only a console player. I played Xbox, like, almost exclusively. I played PC only to play World of Warcraft back in the day. I never played Counter-Strike. I never got into any of those games. And so for me, it was really just console gameplay. And four or five years ago, I, the reason I... I needed to get a better computer in order to edit videos faster. Uh, my channel was doing decently well. I used some of the uh, money that I had made through YouTube in order to upgrade my setup. I got a new computer. And when I did so, I was like, well, you know, I got to get a good enough computer that can run stuff, that can run video editing. And I decided to get a good graphics card in it too, so that way I could try out a game or two as well. And I ended up trying it and I ended up just loving it. It was just, it was so much fun playing on PC versus console. Like it was just, I loved it, but it took me a long time to kind of learn how to aim. And, um, a lot of it was really just, I, the first game that I think I, well, I was playing battlefield four when it, when I first got it and then battlefield hardline came out after that. And I was super into battlefield hardline, those types of games, whether it, a respawn shooter battlefield game call of duty game anything where you respawn and quickly just keep going and going aiming that's what you want to that's what you want to do a game like PUBG is not a great game to learn shooting on if you have learned shooting on that game bravo because the number of fights that you get in per game i bet you got a lot of hours in before you learned how to get decent with your aim it's my guess i don't know maybe you're insane or maybe you did something else but those types of games, you get in like a few fights per 30-minute game, maybe getting two or three fights. In a 30-minute match of Call of Duty, you got like, you could get like 100 kills in that. Even if you're, I, I, yeah, I, you got to be decent to do that. Okay. okay. But you get in a lot more gunfights, and you have opportunities to try and aim at somebody. That's how I really learned, was just by playing a whole bunch. But since then, to kind of like get myself to the next level, as well as just, general practice of what i think is even better for starting up now that i've kind of gone through the process if you are if you're just trying to start out and you want something free on pc search aimtastic on steam steam is free you probably know about steam on pc if you don't welcome to pc steam is like a it's like a gamestop online basically um you just buy games there and aimtastic is a free game there's a ton of them though don't you know you don't have to stick with aimtastic just search free aim game or just aim training games some of them are free some of them cost a little bit money i actually just recently got kovacs fps aim trainer it's another one that i saw a bunch of other people playing that one's kind of cool because you can get it um people will submit their own courses to it they'll submit their own games on this game so like it's a game. It's kind of like that. Um, I don't even remember the name of the game, but anyways, it's an overall game, but you can create your own little mini games within it and then post it for publicly people to choose what to play. They can rate them. They can get high scores on them. And it's, it's more like an actual game. Actually that one, the aim trainer, Kovacs aim trainer. Um, that one, though, I feel like I've learned less from it in terms of the actual playing. Like, I feel like the games that people made are too easy. They're just too... Maybe maybe it'll be good to help you start out, but they're too, like, the targets you're hitting are too big. And then the ones that are hard are just, like, ridiculously... They don't need to be that hard. The thing that has really helped me the most... Like, I, I've tried to figure a lot of stuff out. And I think... I want to caveat this, too, is people are going to be so different with where you're at with hand-eye coordination as well that it's just like some things might resonate with you better. 
and so I think it's good to get other people's opinions too. But what worked for me is is in Aimtastic, there's a mode called the Reflex, which there's kind of like a game like this in the Aim Trainer as well as some of these other free games too. But there's a mode called Reflex where it basically pops a target up and you have like 0.3 seconds or something to hit that tar- to hit that target. As soon as you hit it, or within a time period, another target pops up randomly. You got to f- flick, hit that target, and you got to keep hitting it. Some of you guys probably saw me on, in some of these supporter, kind of like this. We, we used to do, instead of a podcast, it was just a supporter-exclusive live stream that we would do once a week, and I would play that and just kind of warm up for the day prior to starting my stream up. And that's what I was playing. And I've, I don't think it's something that like necessarily I've gotten incredibly better at. It's something that I've gotten, I, I've gotten a little better at it, over time actually i would say i've gotten i've gotten quite a bit better at it now i can hit those targets very consistently like before i was just playing on the easy mode which is like these giant ass targets you try and hit the middle you can get more points you can kind of see how you're doing because if the closer you get to the middle the more points you get if you miss you lose points and whatnot and so you can kind of just see where you're at and that's kind of more how i treat it now like i i still use it regularly i play it on the hard mode and the way that I use it now, though, is before I start a stream up or before I start playing for the day, uh, I'll go on to that and just see how I'm doing. We'll see what score I can get. Can I hit my high score? And I know, like, once I've done it a few times, I can see, okay, wow, my score is way lower than what I typically get or what I've gotten in the past. Something's not clicking in my head. I'll step away, come back, try it again until, I, until I'm really clicking and hitting shots. Then I know I'm kind of warmed up and ready, ready to stream more or less. Um, and that's something too. On a side note, I saw some people asking like, "Do you get nervous for streams?" This is another topic that we could talk about too in the later. But I do, I do get get nervous time to time. Um, the thing that really helps is just doing it all the freaking time and trying to being a little warmed up too is always nice. That way, I don't just choke shots super miserably um, at the end of games. But. That game, I use it, like I said, just as a way to figure my shot out and help um, know that I'm ramped up. And I think that's a good way to practice your aim, Kenny. So hopefully that helps. Jordan S. says, uh, what feature would I like to see Facebook add? Dude, I got a a mile-long list. I literally have, like, it's like a 10-page document that I made. I've just, I put everything down, everything that I want added to it. Trust me, like I, I'm in the groups that of like other Facebook creators, uh, and I'm seeing like, oh, why has nobody requested this feature? Trust me, dude. I've requested it, everything at this point. <laughs> but there's certain things that like need to be in place first, especially like I think there's a there's a lot there's a lot of directions that Facebook could go with this, like think about how big of an advantage that they have just for having so many people all already connected. They can't do any of that though, until they get some of the basics down and they're so far behind, like they're doing better, but it's still far behind where these other platforms are at. And, um, to me, like the next Jordan to answer your question, the next, the big thing that I want is something we talked about a week or two ago is just integrations with alerts. Do something so we can do cool alerts that are just not a white box that pops up on the screen. It drives me crazy seeing it, but like I want to have something there. You can do some custom CSS with the stuff too, but it's just not the. It's just not quite the same. Um, so that's really that's really what I'm focused on. And if you want to hear more about like where they're at with that too, I talked a little bit about it in uh, one of the previous episodes as well. So check that out. Um, what else we got here? We're getting a little late on time, so I don't want to go too, too much longer here. We also had, oh, this one, I I really like this one too. Rain D asked a question that was along the same lines of, uh, James R, Vittorio P. I'm just going to kind of paraphrase, rephrase some of these things just so you get an idea of what, what we're talking about here. But they basically were asking, when did I feel like streaming and or uploading content, YouTube, whatever, became a career? Do I regret it? 
How do I evaluate the career choices that I've made within or like my decisions that I've made within creating content? And then um, have I ever thought of stopping streaming? They kind of all fit in like the same category there. So I figured we'd just try and crush, crush all those questions together. When I first started streaming and creating content, I was very much just like I literally had my laptop. I just wanted to I just wanted to get I just wanted to make a video. You know, I had first of all, I had like an 100 kill gameplay on Call of Duty. So I was like, oh, yeah, baby, let's upload this bad boy and get a million views. Let's go. But, you know, it wasn't really that. It was kind of more common than I thought it was. But it was still dope. It was still fun. Uh, but I just kind of, you know, I wanted to start uploading some videos. It wasn't. A, I mean, the thing that I really found with it, though, was like I just had a lot of fun with it. It was definitely hard work like i it wasn't just like i was just playing a game and that's it like it is a lot of additional work that i had to research and figure stuff out and do stuff um but i just loved it so much like i just i just enjoyed it the point like it felt like a career to me i was probably when i started actually like i made like 30 bucks a month from it and i was like oh yeah now i can just buy my own games uh you know i i'd done some like some stuff in the past where I was, uh, you know, like, I don't know. Anyways, I, I just figured like I can fund what I want to do here a little bit more naturally, like by doing itself, like I can play more games by playing games. You know what I mean? That's, that's kind of what it was. Um, but I, it was probably, you know, like a few months in, I have to uh, study for tests. I was in college at the time. I had to do my finals, you know, like I had other priorities that I had to do that I couldn't spend all my time working on this. So it was like, that was probably the point. It was very early on, just a few months in. It was like, I got to work. I got to work to keep doing this if I want to keep doing this. Um yeah, like this is uh this is this is legit. If I, or, you know, I got to treat this legit if I'm going to do it. Do it like this. And so to this day, 7 8 years later, let's say I started in 2011. The end of 2011, so seven and a half years or so in. I haven't gone more than um 7 days without uploading a video. I haven't gone and that was only maybe two times in my career that I've gone a full 7 days. Other than that, it's always two to three times uh, a week, at least, with videos and some other form of content. Um, in terms of evaluating the career choices that I've made or the decisions that i made with my content, the things that I could have done better with my content, better directions that I could have gone, 100%, dude, I think about it all the time. There's, uh, there's a ton of things that I'm always evaluating with my content. Like, if something blows up, for example, uh, when my YOLO series was first blowing up and doing really well, could I have handled that time better? Probably. I probably could have taken advantage of it more. Maybe I could have even quit quit whatever I was doing at that time and just gone full-time right then. But it also would have been a hell of a lot more risky, and it just I wasn't there yet, personally. So I made the best decision that I could at the time, and I try and take lessons away from that of what I can maybe decide better in the future. For example, I had a, uh, I was talking about earlier, my Apex Top 10 Tips video blew up and did 2 million views on it. So I've shifted my direction to doing more uh, tips as of late, as well as talking about that, because I know there's a lot of new people that have subscribed to my channel and to my even my Facebook streams as well, uh, because I, I posted the videos on Facebook too. They did like a half a million views there as well. So it's like I'm trying to keep those things in mind and make sure that like, those people that are signing up for that type of content, I'm still delivering that type of content for them. So there's still things that, like, that, that I, I take away lessons from that as best I can going forwards. But I don't think of terms of, like, oh, I should have done this. Oh, I could have done that better. Like, I do think that, but it's like, what I can't do anything about it now, so, you know, just move on, focus on it for the next decision I have to make. Um. And it's not easy. I still, I'll still kick myself for you know decisions that I've made, but eh, you know, let's try and move on with it as best I can. In ter in terms of uh, thoughts of stopping streaming, streaming is a little different to me, and that's another thing too. 
that's that's a little interesting. Is that for me? I always just want to stream more. Like there's there's people that stream, and it's just a different approach that I'm taking to it. But there are people that stream for ten hours a day, every day, including Saturday and Sunday, seventy hours of content a week. That might be even light to them. Some people do twelve hours. Um. If I did it that much, I probably would. I probably wouldn't want. Would probably would uh, think about quitting more often, or think about like, oh, I need a break because there's literally no break there for me. I take a break every Sunday. Now, I still do a lot on Sundays. To be fair, some days I really do take the entire Sunday and don't do anything. Most of the time, I'm I do something related to content, but it's just because I don't know. I just really like it. Also, a big part of it is just like things are going well, so it's kind of the same direction of where I was talking about earlier. Like, when things are going well, I really try and put the put the pedal to the metal. Own on some content. Do cool things. Like, do take do as many cool things as I possibly can while we're doing it, you know? Um, so, yeah, that's kind of what I think about. But it's definitely, it's definitely a lot of hard work, but I absolutely love it, so, you know? I would rather, I'm glad I'm doing this. And, you know, I've worked, uh, I worked in an office seven to five and then I would come home and do this all night. I definitely think about though, what I will say is, is the way that I think about it is like, I always think like, man, if I never started doing this and I even talk about this with my wife, sometimes it's like, if it was the weekend, I could just chill and just not, not even just play some games, not even really think about it. But, uh, this is all freaking encompassing, baby. My mind is always, almost always, thinking about something I could do for this. How do I do? How do I do this? And it's also a lot of. Um, and I'm not saying like you know I don't, I want to be clear like this is not like me complaining about it. It's just like this is where I'm at with with it. You know I I hope that's coming across okay, that I'm not just complaining about <laughs> my content or anything. But these are just this is the thought process of what's going through my head when I'm doing these things. Um. But yeah, it's it's something that's always on my mind. I'm always trying to figure it out. As well as it's like, there's a lot of anxiety with it too because this could all just wash up like that. This could all, everybody could just decide to, you know, I could do something wrong. Everybody hates me or something. I don't know. It could all go away. We've seen that happen plenty of times to people. And, uh, or even, not even just something that I do, but like a platform could just shut down. For example, with Vine. If you guys saw that, that was just disappeared and uh, all those people that were doing doing Vine and were incredibly popular disappeared with it, except for some that were smart enough to take advantage of a bunch of different platforms, switch platforms. We see a lot of those guys dominating on YouTube and other platforms now too, and they're still kicking ass. I mean, a lot of the content's just so quality. It's going to thrive no matter what. It's just finding the right, just getting it to the audience, right? So, uh, yeah, anyways, those are some of my thoughts on it. Raul C also asked me um he he posted me a link to some like mainstream I don't know what it is I, when I say mainstream it was like CNN or CB, CNBC or something like that I don't even remember what it was market report I think it was or something I listened to it and they're basically saying um Fortnite it, like EA had a lesser earnings call this year or this last quarter I don't know when they reported earnings or when this even was but their most recent one was lower. It was sometime after the Marshmallow concert on Fortnite because that's what she referenced. Why is Fortnite doing so well? Well, it's because of in-game events like the Marshmallow concert. So that's what... So it's popular because of the Marshmallow concert and these other in-game... That's not why it's popular. Like, that literally just happened, like, last month. This game's been out for a year, and it's it didn't get its following after that event. Uh, anyways... That was I, I thought it was an interesting thing. Fortnite is free, my my friend. It is free. That's why it's eaten into everything, because all the kids don't have to spend 60 bucks on their big ass games that you're gonna buy from a triple A studio like EA. They don't have to buy a full price game anymore. Competition, baby. Driving those prices down, bringing the quality up. Anyways, yeah, Fortnite's taking a huge dent. My little nephews and, you know, uh, 
from everything else I could tell, everybody is just buying V-Bucks instead of, you know, because they get hooked on a, they, they love the game, rightfully so, it's a free awesome game, and you want to get some more cool dope stuff in it because you spend so much time in it, it's fun, adds a little bit of flavor. It's not going to be for everybody, but everybody's playing the game. So if you have a, a base of 50 million people, you don't even need everybody. You could just have a few people spend a little bit. And those people that are spending money, some of them probably aren't even buying ga other games. Some of them might be. Personally, though, they were specifically talking about EA in this one, in this call. I think that uh, my guess, I mean, I don't know anything about it, anything about the, all the minutiae of the how much each of the companies make or whatnot, but I would imagine these guys just got 25 million players in two weeks from Apex. I would imagine this game's going to do pretty well, especially with the um, fact that all this stuff's going to be free. They have a battle pass that's going to be coming out, battle pass type season pass thing that's going to be coming out next month. Purely cosmetics, not going to affect the way the game's playing at all. And actually, Fortnite is seeing a little more struggle from this than I think they were even giving credit to in that little thing, whatever it was. I don't even think, I don't know what they were talking about. But anyways, <laughs> the, um, the, uh, the thing, the Fortnite, their season pass, they've never, they're eight seasons deep, my friends, and they have always charged you full price for their season passes of cosmetics. If you want to get their cosmetics in their game and earn those bad boys, you got to pay full price. After Apex launched, what did they do? Hey, guys. Um, creators, we'll do four times your normal creator code. Four times. Normally, you get 5%. I assume at least it was. I, I, don't, I don't really use it anymore, so I don't know. But I assume it's now you get 20% of what your audience spends on skins. They quadrupled the revenue that you would get from it. Oh, yeah. Also, next season pass, you can get that for free. You can get it for free this season. Just come back and play our game and complete these challenges. Stop playing Apex. Come back to our game. Complete the challenges. Now you can get the next season pass for free. I don't think it's bad, dude. I'm not knocking Fortnite for doing it. I'm just saying this competition is great. The fact that they dropped a free game to compete with this, this is the only way they're going to compete. Like, if you want to be the number one game now, this has completely shifted. The, the, if you want to be the number one game that everybody is playing, make it free. It's just what you have to do. There's going to be other games that come out that still cost money. I, there has to be a way to make money off of it, obviously. Like, they're not going to just put out games for nothing. You have to be able to make money off of it. But, um, man, nothing has ever taken, I don't think at least, nothing's ever taken over like Fortnite. And Apex is doing a decent job of competing with it. They're still. I don't think they're gonna reach the same thoughts as I said in the two weeks ago's episode. I don't think they're gonna reach the same scale of what Fortnite has done. But um, damn, if they're doing a good job of it, from what I've seen. And uh, the the thing that is even more intriguing to me that I haven't heard anybody else really talking about yet, where the hell's Ubisoft's play in Battle Royale? Or Activision Blizzard. Activision Blizzard seems like they're just going through a nightmare over there. I just hear nothing but bad things coming from the coming from those guys' company. They're laying off people. They're paying people to leave their company. Like it's just it's I don't know. I think they're going to be fine. Like I think a few years from now they're probably going to come back together. They're going to get their act together and start owning again. And I think they're probably just going through some trouble right now. I I, I don't really know. I'm not following it that well. Just reading headlines, you know. <laughs> it's a good gamer does um anyways where the hell's their like okay activision's got their battle royale with call of duty yeah that's that's kind of cool but where the hell's their like dedicated standalone battle royale why like how has that not been a thing ubisoft doesn't even have a play at all in this yet what are they gonna come out with and if ubisoft doesn't come out with a free battle royale game do you think people are actually going to buy it? Do you think if they make a $60 Battle Royale game, people are going to buy it? I don't know. Maybe if it's got triple the content of whatever um, this one had. And I would imagine, my guess, is that if Ubisoft does come out with a Battle Royale, it would be a class-based Battle Royale similar to what Apex is. Apex is like... 
that's because like if you think like Ubisoft, some of their most successful multiplayer games like this is like For Honor, which is actually still I was looking recently, so it's quite a community kicking kicking butt with it. Shout out to all those guys still playing For Honor. I loved the game. I just kind of fell off with it, but um, super dope. They've got kind of their individual little roles you play with the different the different op classes or I don't even know what they call them in that game. Uh, you know, different abilities, different weapon types. Same thing with like Rainbow Six Siege. Super like they have fifty operators in that game now. That's like their seems to be at least their bread and butter with the direction of the games they've gone. So I would imagine we'd see something similar like that with a battle royale introduction nintendo battle royale smash based how do they even imagine that dude what if there's a battle royale where there's no way to kill them you just have to push them out of the ring the ring keeps closing down and down because that's what smash is you don't kill them you just knock them off right that's going to be out there somebody's going to do that donald just from your idea right there brother two years just wait (laughs) i don't know but, uh, I mean, there's tons of Battle Royals that are coming out. Oh, you know what? Division. Division is Ubisoft. Okay, but Division 2 is not going to have the Battle Royale feature in it, though. Division 1 introduced a uh, a Battle Royale mode that had, like, 12 people. They called Survive or Survival or something like that. True. That's by Ubisoft, and that is kind of Battle Royale-esque. But they said that it's not going to be in Division 2, so... Nope. I think they... I bet you they're going to come with... They got it, dude. That's why... I was surprised that it took EA so long to get into it, but it's because they went for the surprise announcement. If EA didn't go for that surprise announcement, or Respawn didn't decide to go for that surprise announcement, we would have been hearing about that game for months months we were heard oh new battle like it's just like anthem dude it was just like anthem right we heard about anthem way in advance and they they were just building the hype train on it i wonder you know like when they got to create like trailers and build hype around the game and talk about what the game's going to be about and all those things i wonder how much that takes away from them actually developing the game when they're like you know six months, a year out from release. They're working on all these assets to put together to do like a trailer or something. I wonder how much that takes away from them just being like, I don't want to tell, let's just work on the game rather than work on all this stuff for like where we're at with it, you know? And I wonder if that was a contributing factor to why that did so well. I'd be really good at now. I mean, I'm sure they do like an internal analysis on that, but um. Yeah, I mean, that's EA's EA's game is Apex. That's their play into it. I don't know if they're going to make another play into Battle Royale. My guess is not, but we'll see what some of the other companies do. Anyways, I we went really deep on some of these things. I went a little longer than I was planning on today, so I hope you guys enjoyed uh, enjoyed the stream. Wait, hold on. There was one other question here just from chat. Oh, Seth asked, are you going to play Spellbreak? Now that NDA has been lifted. I am, Seth. Kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier, though, of the whole uh, Apex is taking over everything for me right now, so I don't really want to play anything else. I'm trying to hit level 100 in Apex before the season pass drops in eight more days or so. so, so more, so, some point in March, they're going to be dropping a season pass. I'd, it'd be fun to already be max level and showing off when everybody's like, hey, um, what's the season pass? What's the best way to level up through the season pass? Oh, look at this guy. He's max level. You feel? You feel? Also, I just kind of have been dominating at it lately, and it's been a lot of fun winning winning a bunch of games in a, in a live stream. Sometimes in PUBG, like, we wouldn't even get a win. Sometimes the games are long. You know, I just didn't play it well, whatever. Sometimes we wouldn't even get a dub that day. It's it's just it's just a lot of fun. Games are quick. Anyways, we're gonna wrap it there. Hugely appreciate you guys tuning in, watching, listening on whatever platform you're listening on. If you guys wouldn't mind giving it a sweet, sweet rating, or if you don't like it, or whatever, let me know too. 
dude. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to improve on this. We're only a few episodes into the podcast series. I know we've been talking about maybe bringing on some guests in the future, uh, maybe for, formatting it a different way. I don't know. These are supposed to only be 30 minutes long, though, and we're at over an hour, folks. So, uh, may, uh, okay, whatever. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. That's for this one. Stone Mountain 64, over and out.